This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. In the timing of these proceedings, we are now in the middle of June. The date for the next post is June the 23rd. And in this live video, she's doing a get ready with me live video. She is telling her followers that she has a huge announcement to make and asks them to tune into her live sale that evening. Okay, I'm putting my makeup on really quick to tell you guys all the things. Listen. Let me tell you, the devil works hard, but I work harder. That is the truth. Facebook has blocked me from all kinds of posts today. Luckily, we got a business support person online to tell me if somebody is specifically reporting my posts. Somebody, like it would just be a random person. No. But luckily, they're able to tell us if accounts are like repeatedly reporting your posts. Um, because I'm not doing anything wrong whenever I'm trying to post stuff. So here's the deal. I don't know if you know, but I'm in a little contest. And in that contest, there is a prize of $175,000 or $200,000 car. One of those two. More importantly, I want to win because I know I can. Um, even if I don't, it has definitely helped me get back on camera, helped me like, you know, get fired up about my business again. But I don't know why my Facebook won't let me create any events. It also won't let me go live from my own page. So if I have some different admins this week than you've seen before, it's because I'm trying to avoid whatever or whoever is reporting something on our page. <clears throat> don't worry, I don't think it's random. We all know it's not. Um, so, but Facebook has a business support person who's supposed to look into it and help us. And then finally, tell us what's really going on. I have a huge announcement tonight to make, so I'm very excited about that. I've waited like eight, nine months to tell you, and so finally I get to spill the goods tonight. So it's very exciting. It'll kind of clear up a little bit of the confusion why I've been so upset, or I know a lot of people think it's because um, of my dad, and that's definitely not the only thing. It's not even like what happened with my dad I knew was going to happen, obviously. doesn't make it any easier to swallow, but you know, nobody wants to watch like your parent die in front of your face. It's horrible. But even more so when you're dealing with other things behind the scenes that no one should ever have to deal with, um, especially when they're like unwarranted. But we'll talk about that tonight on my video. So I will be live a couple times, hopefully today. And then I'm trying to go live a little more often because guess what? Today they released the uh, stats for the contest I'm in and they said that First place in the tier that I'm in has exceeded their April revenue by 2,000%, and I definitely have, so I don't know if it's me, but here's the deal. I know I'm $250,000 behind the first place winner. I get that, but also I don't care. I know I can figure it out. 
I know I can do something. And even if I don't win, like this has gotten me so fired up about my business. It's gotten me to do so much stuff for you guys to start all these new programs, to re, you know, rehash out the rep program, all that. So like, even if I don't win, I'm so thankful for even like the motivation, especially in this season of my life when I really like just want to crawl into a hole and die sometimes, you know? So I'm, which I will tell y'all all about those details tonight. So stay tuned. I got a little, got some information today that my attorney said, you can say, he said, he said, what will make you feel whole again? And I said, I don't want to feel like I'm lying to them. And I feel like I have been holding out a secret for a long time and not telling them everything that's going on. And I just want to say it once and then let it go. And I know in real life, like I'm totally allowed to say whatever I want to, but it just makes you sick sometimes. So I'll tell you about all that tonight. So stay tuned for that. in this video she is doing the get ready with me live and she starts out by saying the devil works hard and she is referencing that she is unable to make facebook events for her business and the fact that she cannot make facebook events from her business page is part of a narrative that she was saying that people which we all know who they are are reporting her business page as spam during this video she also reminds everyone that she is in a contest and she's talking about numbers she had been in this contest i want to say since april and so she was trying to win some prizes so once again she's saying please tune in i have an announcement to make something that i've been waiting to tell you and it's going to be tonight so don't forget to tune in she is also telling them to tune in to a live sale she is going to be selling products so once again she is using this narrative for sales at one point, she also talks about that she had a Facebook support person, a business support person that was helping her. And she was implying that they had told her that someone had been reporting her page as spam and that they were going to help her. However, when she was asked about this in her sworn deposition, she admitted that she's never spoken to anyone at Facebook about that. My attorney says, have any Facebook accounts reported your pages as spam or as not following the Facebook code of conduct? Defendant says, I don't know. My attorney says, are you aware of any? Defendant says, I don't know. My attorney says, well, either you are or you are not aware. Again, the defendant says, I don't know. My attorney says, as you sit here today, do you have any awareness of any Facebook accounts where your pages were reported as spam or as not following the Facebook code of conduct? The defendant says, has it ever happened before? Is that what you're asking? My attorney says, no. Defendant says, okay. And then my attorney says, as you sit here today, are you aware of any Facebook accounts that reported your pages as spam or as not following the Facebook code of conduct? Defendant says, I'm not aware. My attorney says, have you had any contact with Facebook about any of these accounts? The defendant says, I have not. My attorney says, have you received or obtain, obtained any information from Facebook about any of the accounts you believe are attributable to Crystal? I have not. The defendant claims that she has a big announcement to tell everyone. However, the announcement was that she was being sued. She has already said this repeatedly. I have already shown and played all of those videos in prior episodes, but I'm going to play them again now just the parts where she says that she is being sued and is talking about this situation, just so that you can see before watching the video where she makes this announcement, how many times she had already said these exact words. On December 27th of 2020, the defendant made a Facebook post where she says that she is being sued. 
This was in the post that I lovingly call the long post. The defendant says, more than 10 accounts of the exact same person. I have to leave out some details because I am now involved in both a criminal investigation that I am pursuing and a civil suit. In that same post, she also implores her followers to shop and that that is how they can help her fight back. She says, I'm going to take every dollar from the sale instead of spending it on new inventory or upgrades to my warehouse or my personal paycheck or my Christmas bonus. I'm going to fight back and I'm going to make sure that you two never do this to someone else, because just like I told one of them as we were sitting in my attorney friend's office, God forbid she I didn't know then that it was them together at the time. But God forbid she do this to someone not as tough. What would happen to that next person if they did not have the strength to fight back? What happens if the next person this happens to thinks and believes that they really are all of these horrible things after trusting these people with their entire lives. I remember specifically telling both of them, you have more access to me than anyone ever has. And I was so proud to have such loyal people around me, never knowing that they were literally trying to destroy me on a daily basis for years. I will fight for them for good, to continue to be the good, to show people that you can face the unimaginable and still stand up. So when you shop today, please know you're not lining my pockets. It's a 60% off sale. You can do the math. This isn't a hugely profitable sale. You're not paying for my fancy house. I did that already. You're not paying retail or anywhere near it. You're helping me fight back for what's right. And that is the truth. So in that post, she had already said that she is in a civil suit. Then on January the 14th of 2021, she made a live video where she says specifically that I am suing her. Okay, listen, for everybody who tells me like, well, just get those people out of your life. Don't talk about them anymore. Guys, I would love to. Here's the problem. Crystal is currently suing me for a million dollars. Then on March the 9th of 2021, the defendant makes the following Facebook post where she says, and the icing on the cake, two of the closest people in the world to me who were paid generously to run my business were actually doing everything they could to terrorize me and sabotage my company behind my back together. The lawyers and investigators handle that now. Oh, and one is suing me for a million bucks for telling y'all about it. Facts are facts. Pray I'm her last victim. I wasn't her first. Hashtag add that to your letters. Also on March the 9th of 2021, the defendant had made a very long Instagram story about how she was being sued and how they had put attorney fees in her budget. But the first thing I was going to tell you was a lot of y'all, obviously, everybody in the world is asking me, oh my God, what's going on? And I had anything like I didn't tell all the details or whatever, because honestly, just like I told the police, like, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't know what you're allowed to say to me. Like, if it's true, how come you can't just say it? But here's the deal. Since I'm already being sued for telling y'all everything anyways, why not? We sat down and we put lawyer fees into my monthly budget, not instead of anything, but in addition to. Then again, on April the 24th of 2021, the defendant made another live video in which she makes the comments. I don't know why she's suing me. Why did she sue her last employer? So people knew the narrative. There was someone on that video commenting. Why was she being sued? And she was responding about it. Oh, we have someone fun. You get on here and lie every day. <laughs> lie about why Crystal is suing you. <laughs> Oh God. Hi, friend. How are you doing? <laughs> Why are they suing me? Tell me again. I forgot. Speaking of the crazy, uh, for the person that we all know who it is, who asked me about why Captain Crazy is um, suing me. I don't know. Why did she sue her last employer? I don't know. You have to ask her. Or you can just answer for us. <laughs> Oh God, I need to shut up. <laughs> 
Then on May the 23rd of 2021, the defendant had an Instagram story and in where she says, I got sued anyway, so why not? So that was during a long Instagram story where she was once again telling details about what was going on and referenced the fact that she was being sued. And then the crystal situation, look at that girls, I said your name, go write this post down. Um, it's not permanent and final and eventually they'll stop or the law will intervene or you know something i don't know and that's something i was scared for a long time because i didn't know like what i was allowed to say and then i got sued for it anyway so who cares The defendant had done the get ready with me video where she had said she had a big announcement that evening she held a live sale and then towards the end of the live sale she had a paper from her attorney and she started talking about the lawsuit and all of these details that she had never been able to share before the timing of this video is no accident in my experience and opinion the defendant is extremely calculated and strategic on the things that she says and when she says them the day that this video was made was h's birthday and the defendant knew that she knew that her social media posts were being captured for the legal process by this time h had joined the lawsuit so she knew that i would see it and she knew that h would see it and so she made this video on h's birthday on purpose this is part of the mind games that the defendant would play, not only with her followers, but with us. She would do things on purpose in a strategic way to try and get to us. I believe that her goal was to try and make our lives so miserable that we would give up on the lawsuit. That failed. We did not give up. We saw it through. But the process of doing that was excruciating. Okay. I'm starting to have anxiety a little bit, you know? Okay. So... But I will tell you, and I'm mentally in such a better place. And like I said, if nothing else, just for the fact that I can say what I'm about to say, and I know I can, and I won't get in trouble because that's like my number one thing. I just don't ever want to get in trouble. I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't want to ever get in trouble. But I think according to my attorney, I was like freaking out about getting in trouble and you don't get in trouble when you're not lying. So that's why he was like, I don't know why you're worried. You're literally, you can say whatever you want, whenever you want, because you're not lying. So also he told me too, because I was like, do you ever like work for people or defend people or whatever it's called when you're not defending them, but you're their lawyer. If they're like lying, then what do you do? Cause I told him like, why can't we all just go in a room and tell the truth? And then there's no problem. Like there's no way. So let me just tell you, my heart's starting to beat a little bit fast. <sighs> okay. So, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. So this just gives me anxiety a little bit actually. Um, okay. So last year the end of last year things started getting a little different in my world uh towards the end of last summer i started feeling like really scared in my own house um i felt like i was being terrorized i felt like someone was watching me i felt like everything that everything that was going on in my normal daily life of like mundane that was not important was like making it on the internet and i didn't read any of the troll blogs i never have i have known about them for like nine years and i honest to god didn't read them and my employees who worked in my house at the time knew i didn't read them and they definitely read or told me every single day what it said and so my girlfriends in real life would always say like why do you tell her that and they would always say to protect her and so i always thought like that's why they tell me to protect me you know and some of the stuff was like so weird but anyways and so it got really bad where i just felt like i was being terrorized and that is exactly what was happening and fast forward to okay the whole reason i want to 
talk about this period is because for so like literally hundreds maybe thousands i don't know there's no way to tell with your DM me all the time and people send me grief cards and grief books and like tell me about grief and how oh god please it's literally anxiety my mouth is getting dry okay so people would say all the time like send me grief stuff and tell me, you know, I must be so sad because my dad, and like, I am sad about my dad. Trust me, I am. But also I've been taking care of my dad since 2004. I knew this was coming with my dad. It doesn't make it any easier. And there are definitely days where I literally am so shocked that he's gone. It's so weird because I have been taking care of him since I was 22. It's like all I know. But there were a lot of times last year when things would happen with my dad and details about it would make it on the internet. And I did not know how that stuff was making it on the internet, but I just knew I wasn't like, it was like all the fears that I had during the day were making it on the internet at night and then were being regurgitated to me in the morning. And I just couldn't understand, like, how do they know that I'm struggling with whether or not I want him to go on chemo or not, or whether or not we want to do this liver resection. I don't know if you know, but my mom's not in the picture at all. And um, I've been, I've had power of attorney for my dad since 2004. I graduated high school in 2001, if that gives you any like insight. Anyways, and so the thing is when you trust people and you know this, if you've ever been in a situation where you trust somebody and you get betrayed, you never suspect they are involved. It never crosses your mind. Like you can think of a million people and those people are never the subjects of the question. Uh, so fast forward to like, um, October, I was legit having panic attacks so bad I'd pull over on the side of the road a lot. I couldn't handle anything. I could barely work. I couldn't get on camera. It was very, very hard. I didn't know what was happening, but I just knew something's not right. And instead of like fixing things sometimes, I just like barrel through and keep on going. And it was just falling apart. Like we were, we had made so much money on reward style last year. We were doing so fine with the store. Like I had just moved into my brand new house. Like life should have been great. My dad did have cancer and he was very sick, but everything else should have been going really well. Oh God. No, I don't know. I want to talk about this, but it'll be okay. Cause then I never talk about it again. Okay. So, um, and I know there, I know. Hi, I'm sure it's being recorded right now, so don't worry. Um, I'm not worried. So anyways, fast forward to uh, the end of October of last year, I decided to get on the troll blogs and read it for the first time ever in my life. And um, if I can tell you one thing about those troll blogs is that nothing you say on the internet is private. Even if you think that anything you say on the internet can't be traced, absolutely it can. Um, nothing that you do, Everything ever that's done comes to light, period. I know that, and I was fully aware of that at all times. I used to tell the police all the time, like, I'll tell you all the bad things I've ever done. I promise. Like, I don't care. So, anyways, I, um, forward to October, I decided to read the page. And within, like, I don't know if you guys remember, my brother came to town uh, at the end of October. He came to town because I was, like, losing my mind. I was going crazy. Um, I didn't know why. So took me about five minutes in October to read that blog and I knew who it was immediately and I was sick. I was disgusted, but I was still a little stupid for sure. So I, uh, the next week I, um, I talked to, uh, my best friend slash number one employee slash person I trusted more than my husband. I've said it a million times, person I've never had an issue with in my life, person that's worked for me for seven years. Um, I talked to her about it. She was on the same page. Uh, we ended up going to talk to an attorney friend of mine. I like discussed everything in front of her, asked all the questions I wanted to ask. Um, she told me that, you know, 
her mom was sleeping in her room. She was terrified too, blah, blah, blah. So we went to the police that Friday. We were both terrified of the same person. Oh, sister. Anyways, um, okay. I'm not gonna answer any questions right now. I'm just gonna talk. And why is it always Rachel Green who says that stuff? So the defendant starts out by saying that she has so much anxiety and that she doesn't really want to talk about this. Once again, I am so confused as to why her followers who are on this video, who have listened to her talk about this repeatedly, did not realize that she is saying all of this, but she has in fact already said this. So she puts on this performance that she has such anxiety because she's never talked about this before and even gets emotional because she is about to make this huge announcement that she has already made repeatedly for months. She says she was afraid to speak because she didn't know what she could say. And then her attorney told her that she can say whatever she wants because she is telling the truth. The defendant has made so many posts and videos about this. I am constantly confused as to why she continues to say that she was afraid to say anything because she didn't know what she could say because she has said it all. She says towards the end of the summer of 2020, she started to feel scared and like she was being terrorized in her own house. I'm not really sure what she means by that. I resigned effective immediately on September the 2nd. Leading up to that, I had tried to have finance meeting with her and she fell asleep naked on the couch. And at that moment, I realized I'm working harder on her problem than she is. And that was really when I decided I need to separate from this. This is not something that I want to do anymore. And honestly, by that point, it was somebody that I did not want to be associated with anymore. And I had made the decision that I was going to leave. I just didn't know when. However, as stated before, I still maintain professionalism. So this, I was feeling terrorized in my home towards the summer is kind of a new part of the narrative because that was never something that was mentioned while I was working there or really up until this point. She also says that she had never read the quote troll blogs. Um, that is also incorrect. She had read them before and she admits that in certain posts or that she hadn't read it in years. But at this point in the narrative, she was saying that she had never read it. She also says that she would see people in public or they would send her grief cards or bring her grief books and things like that. She will talk more about this in future clips about how people were talking to her as if she was grieving her father who was dying and by this point had passed away, but that she wasn't actually crying about that. She was crying about this situation with myself and H. She also says in this clip that there were things winding up on the internet about her father and his care that she had never told anyone except for her two closest staff that would have been H and I. She posts so many things on the internet. One other thing that she does is she will crowdsource information. It's not uncommon for her to post and say, does anyone have any advice on this subject? And certainly if she was going through something with her father, that is something thing that she posted about to say, is anyone else gone through this before? What should we do? And so the idea that there would have been things posted, which by the way, no posts were ever produced about that. Also, when she was asked in her sworn deposition, if she could think of any instances of conversations with information that only I would know that were posted on Gomi, she did not bring this up, nor did she ever turn anything over about this. But the idea that she would have only shared that information with H or I, and then it would wind up on the hate blogs is a little bit far-fetched. She also openly admits that she shares her entire life on the internet. 
Also, her claim is that she had shared information with H and I that only we would know. It has already been shown, just demonstrated in the first portion of this video where she is saying that she has a huge announcement, that she is saying something that she has already said previously. So if she knew that she said it previously and she's doing it just to drum up drama and sales, that's one thing. But another possibility is she has forgotten all of the times that she has posted things and said them. So then to bring into her narrative that she knows for a fact that only H or I would have known that information, that doesn't really hold up well either because she says things all the time in her videos about how she's never said this before when she definitely has. And she has posted about it and we have seen that footage. She also comments and says, hi, I know this is being recorded. So like I said, she is well aware that this will be captured for the lawsuit and that I will see it and H will also see it. She also goes on a little tangent in this clip where she says nothing you ever post on the internet is private. She would say this a lot and she would imply that she had, not imply, she would outright say that she had IP addresses and things like that and that nothing was ever private. This is part of a tactic that she uses whenever she is trying to get people to admit something. She will lie and say that she has something that she doesn't because she hopes that it will scare the person into confessing. There was never any hope that HRI were going to confess anything because none of these things were true. None of those sort of accusations or implications ever bothered me because I knew that there was nothing to find. There was no evidence of any of this because she made it all up. She also mentions the police again in this clip. And by this time, the defendant had the police report in her hands. She knew full well that there was no criminal activity, yet she would continue to talk about the police as if there was an ongoing investigation when in fact there was not. She also says that in October, she went to read the blog for herself. And within a few minutes, she realized who was talking. In the police report, the defendant states the language in this post that convinced her that it was me talking on the blogs is that she read a post where one of the commenters used the term 11 billion. And that is a term that I would use when I was jokingly exaggerating a number. I would say 11 billion. A lot of people say 11 billion. 11 billion was a term that was just cultural slang at that point in time and even till today. But that was her smoking gun that she had read the blog and someone used the term 11 billion and therefore that person had to be me. It was not me. I have never had an account on Gomi and I've never posted on Gomi. At the end of the video, she says something, she sees someone commenting and I believe this person was on Instagram and was had the username Rachel Green and was seemingly commenting some negative things. This is an account that had posted some things before. And so once again, she is acknowledging this person commenting and implies that that person is me creating a fake account to say negative things to her on her live video. So I love how people are like, can't be just those two, right? Okay. Anyways, so at one point, November of last year, um, I don't even know how to say the rest of the stuff. Let me just read you what he told me to read. Okay. So, and I love for people to say like, just ignore it. It's, whatever, that would be great. But this is why I can't just ignore it. This is why it's hard for me to get on the camera. This is why I cry. This is why I get so upset because of what I'm about to read you. 
that will explain why I have to read that stuff. So for nine years, I knew it existed and I never read it. I didn't. Anybody who knows me and I have hundreds of friends, a lot of them I consider really close friends. I think I always joke I would never get married again because I'd have 40 bridesmaids. And I'm so thankful for that because that is such a blessing. I know that. But also they know I just don't look at stuff like that. I live in a bubble. I really do see myself with an Instagram filter. Like I really do. I see my friends the same way. Like I just live like that. Anyways, okay. So... This is what he told me to say. So, uh, I know things have been bothering me and that you all may think, okay, let me back up real quick. I went to his office and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna lose my mind. I have to be able to tell these people on the internet. I invest in them and they invest in me. These people send me gifts, they send me books, they pray for me, they call me and they pray for me, they FaceTime me, that I see them in public. They pull out like a little book that they have in their purse that they just saved in case they ran into me in public. Like that really happened. Like you can't. Okay, you can't receive that kind of empathy from other people and not share with them the truth of what's going on, okay? I'm telling you guys, it got so crazy, literally. It got bananas. So in November of last year, the day before Thanksgiving, I get a, um, I get some guy brings me some papers to my porch. I never, it's never happened to me before, I don't know. And he tells me part of what I'm about to tell you, okay? For a totally different reason than we're there and then it's happening for now, but I guess the first reason wasn't great enough. But anyways, okay. So I went to my attorney and I said, I have to be able to tell them something. So please just tell me what, I'll, my, let me tell you too. This thing's been going on for like nine months. I probably met with my attorney like twice maybe just because I've never screenshot anything. I've never followed up with anyone. I've never asked any questions. I've never like done anything because I don't care. It's so stupid and dumb and it should be me doing it according to the police, not the other way around. So, but anyways, just hold on. Plus it's like two people that you care about so much. There was no fight, no argument, no nothing before that. No, nothing, just a like nothing. Okay. So in the middle of all this, so I said, or so he said for me to read this statement. So that's what I'm going to do, which I think it's so weird that I'm reading a statement, but okay. <sighs> okay. I know things have been bothering me and I know many of you may think that is because my dad passed away, but the reason is because I have been sued by two of my closest employees. They are suing me seeking up to a million dollars. I didn't talk about this. So all the Reddit posts before this that are addressing this, I've never spoke about this. So you're really ignorant because Reddit totally tells everything because they don't want to get in trouble. FYI, stupid. Okay. So that's not in the page and my attorney's going to tell me I shouldn't have said that part, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. Anyways, they are suing me seeking up to a million dollars. Okay. Um, because I told you guys what happened to me on the internet immediately after it happened, because it was the truth and I can share the truth because it was the truth and the truth never changes, no matter what kind of spin you want to put on it. Oh, they are claiming that I made untrue statements about them, which we all know I did not. The lawsuit is in its early stages. So as much as I want to get, get on off camera and take some time to grieve both the loss of my dad and the loss of the relationship with those two women, which I promise I know I shouldn't because that's sick to even be sad about that. But like, it is like a year ago today, I was literally thrown a freaking birthday party. <laughs> Thank you.
At the beginning of this clip, she says, oh, I love it when people say it can't be just those two. Right before that, she had seemingly blocked someone who was commenting, and this is what she does. If that person said it couldn't be just those two people talking about you on the internet, she blocks them, and she will not hear it. And people seemingly were saying, this is so wild and outlandish. How could just two people be making those comments? But she wasn't hearing any of it. She was sticking to her narrative. She does get a yellow piece of paper out that her attorney seemingly had written a statement for her to read, and she reads portions of it, but then she kind of says whatever she is feeling at the moment. She says she went to her attorney's office and says, I can't do this anymore. I can't have people in my life that have empathy for me and bring me gifts and things like that and not tell them what's going on. And so her attorney seemingly wrote this statement so that she could read it. I'm not sure if her attorney realized that she had already been talking about this repeatedly, but this statement that he wrote was supposed to be the only thing that she said about it. She mentions again that she was sued for a totally different reason at first, and she guesses that reason didn't stick. In reality, the event that she's talking about was the post that she made in March of 2020 about me and the denim sizing that never should have made it into the lawsuit. And it also in the first lawsuit, that was only the first paragraph. All of this defamation was in the second paragraph and beyond. So her narrative that, oh, it was over something totally different, that's also not true. She also says that the legal proceedings have been going on for nine months and she's only met with her attorney two times and she's never screenshotted anything. She had already said in multiple previous posts that she and her internet army had already screenshotted all of the pages of Gomi. She also mentions that there was never a fight with the two employees that are suing her. That's correct. There was not a blow up. I was not going to be allowing a blow up at the end of my time there, which is why I left and resigned effective immediately and went no contact was for that exact reason so that there would not be a long interrogation recorded to where she could berate me and then play it later for future employees or her friends because that's what she did with prior employees before me and i know that because i watched her do it because she had played a recording for me when she fired her former operations manager she also says that she's never told anyone this. So all of the posts on Reddit about this before now, it's really ignorant that someone would post that and then says that Reddit is easy to get information from and they'll give you all of this information. So the lawsuit was public. It was public record the moment it was filed. When H joined the lawsuit in April, Reddit found that H had joined and they began to read all of the public legal documents and provide commentary on them. Each state may have a different public record website or each county may have a different public record website where you can see legal documents, but they are public record. So she's also implying by saying that the details about the lawsuit posted on Reddit prior to her talking about it is really ignorant and saying that Reddit gives you all of this information. She's implying that she has gotten some sort of data from Reddit that is incriminating. That is also false. Nothing from Reddit was ever turned over. No IP addresses, no names. And once again, I was not afraid for any of that to happen because I hadn't done any of the things that she has said. She also at the end of the video acknowledges that it's H's birthday and says that one year ago on that day, she was throwing a birthday party. So she knows, and she'd made this video on that date on purpose just to play mind games with H. Oh, and to find out that, like, this isn't the first time that, that anyways, okay. loss of the relationship with those two women, I have to work to defend myself because these freaking attorneys are not cheap. 
and it's okay. And the grossest part is that you can do this to somebody and have no basis at all, like multiple times too. I'm not the first. Anyways, so, oh, I can't even see. Hold on. I have to continue to work to defend myself. I'm not going to talk about the details of the lawsuit. That's, which I wish I could. Oh my God, I wish I could. Uh, that's for the attorneys to work out. But this is a weight off my chest to tell you what I've been struggling with. I intend on defending myself to the fullest. I mean, like, I don't care if I have to make ice cream and sell it on the side of the road. I will never, ever in my life stop because I'm not lying. I've never told a lie ever, ever, ever about any of these things. And I haven't even told half of all of the truth. I'll never quit. So I may have quit when the interior designer took advantage of me. I may have quit whenever cello took advantage of me. I will not under any circumstances ever stop working so that I can defend myself for the rest. I will sell my house before I ever let this go. So just be very, very clear. I will never let this go until the truth is public and my reputation is cleared and not by anybody. Nobody even cares that knows me. They all know that this is all ridiculous and that it should be the other way around. But I will just, I just want you to know in case you wondered, like it's not gonna break me down. I'm not gonna quit, FYI. Anyways, also it's disgusting. It's disgusting. My dad was dying. And I was literally in the same house with people that were, had no good intentions and that is disgusting. That's not in the paper, so I have to move on. I intend on defending myself to the fullest because what I've shared is actually what was happening to me. Okay? Oh, I can't move. I'm crying. You know, I'm annoyed that my tears are even wasted. At least it's the end of the day. So, the only reason that is important is because I felt like I was lying to you. So many times I felt like I... Like all these people are coming up to me in public and they're saying they're praying for me and they think it's because I'm sad about my dad and I am so sad about my dad, but also like it is hell to walk through because I have to read that, that filth every day. I have to in order to line up that with reality, okay? I know and I promise I won't block you for saying that and I did say before I was getting sued, but I definitely did not tell the details that Reddit knows, okay? But don't worry, I'm not going to block you, baby. It's okay. Um, anyways, no, I let people say their stupid stuff. I don't care. I promise. But to know that a year ago today, I was throwing a party for someone who ended up joining this lawsuit in March of this year is, like, just sick. It is just disgusting. Like, how we go from, like, sitting there saying that we're like terrified to this and it's not going to work out in their favor i know that but that journey you know the destination remains the same but that journey my god stop crying babe can you give me a napkin and so anyways uh and i think it's even worse too because i thought there was like no relationship between them and apparently there definitely is, and I had no idea. So it's just disgusting. It's disgusting because there's fan, like their family. I mean, like I lost my photographer because she's related to her. I lost, like, I mean, not really much outside of that, I guess. But just knowing every day I have to get up and like get on the camera and say, "Hey guys, how are you? Look at my cute bathing suit, babe." I had to read that. I know. Don't look at me like that. Yes. Don't 
Don't look at me like that. I mean, it was so tough, but to, uh, like, I ignored it for a long time, that crazy stuff, you know? But to, like, have to get up every day and, like, read it, thankfully, I have an army of people who help me, and they, like, read it and then remind me of situations and stuff like that. Like, I have a four-inch binder, and it's just three months' worth of posts. There is, you know, the crazy thing, too, about the troll blogs? This is nuts, right? I used to think, like, I never get mean DMs from people. Like, literally once every, like six months like people are so nice nobody's ever mean to me but also for the amount of crazy shit that i had on this blog oh let me back up let me just tell you um the story was in november was that it was one person with multiple profiles i don't know i don't know but um anyways i can't really give details about that but just know that just take that with a grain of salt anyways uh so later on when um, when my closest employee I've ever had in my entire life, uh, joined the lawsuit in March, uh, that was dumb, really. It was really stupid to do because we've already established that you thought the same thing I did and told me usernames and all kinds of things. So that was a dumb idea, but it's okay. It is what it is. Uh, the part though, is that you have to read that stuff, you know, stuff like your dad is a, deserves to die and it's your fault if your dad dies. And, you know, I don't care that they say I look like SpongeBob. Like, I don't care that they say ugly things. I don't care if they say my house is trash. I don't care about any of those things because those in glass houses shall not throw stones. But I care because when you love somebody unconditionally, like truly, like genuinely love them, and then you find this totally different side and the details are so insane. It will blow your mind. So all those things. And then you find out like this isn't their first rodeo with this kind of thing. It just makes it very sickening. And to know that I have to like read horrible things about myself and then get on the internet and say, hey guys, love you so much. Want to come play bingo with me on Tuesday? And you don't even know like who you can trust or who you can't. Luckily, like I said, you can find out everything that's written on the internet. And I have wonderful attorneys. We have wonderful detectives helping us. The police are totally on board. Like everyone has been so kind. Even when the police found out that I wasn't suing anybody, he literally, he put his hands on his head and he was like, why not? And I said, because I don't want money. I don't, that's not why I, I don't want money. I want them to stop. I want them to never do this to another person because I have thick skin and I almost killed myself over this. So I cannot imagine somebody who's not that tough. Stop crying. I can't. So in this clip, she starts out by talking about her attorney fees and how they're expensive and how she has to work so that she can fight back and defend herself. She also references multiple times that I've done this before. This isn't my first rodeo. She's referencing my lawsuit with my prior business partner that had nothing to do with any of this. It was just a breach of contract at the end of our partnership, but she brings it up all the time. In the note that she's reading from her attorney, he had written for her, I can't discuss the details of this case. She reads that and then she proceeds to go off script that he had given her and talk about details of this case. And this is not the last time that she is posting about this. So clearly she is not abiding by what he has asked her to do or not do. Whenever the defendant says that I've done this before, 
I know what she's referencing, but her followers do not know what she's referencing. So they will assume that done this before means that I would have done all of the things to someone else that she is claiming that I did to her, stalking them and hate blogging about them and the financial crimes and all of that sort of thing. When in reality, had I sued somebody before? Yes. Did it have anything to do with this? No, absolutely not. She also says that she will never quit. She makes a pretty emboldened statement. And quite frankly, she has kept that promise. She has never stopped telling this narrative ever. And I don't believe that she ever will, which is one of the reasons that I'm making this podcast and that I do have my blog and social media channels because she is going to continue to lie about me forever. Therefore, I will continue speaking the truth. The actual proof, you don't have to believe me. I just show it to you. I show you the proof. I show you the truth so that you don't have to take me at my word. You can look for yourself and see the facts and draw your own conclusions. She also mentions that there were prior lawsuits with a vendor that she had for denim and one with an interior designer. She actually never filed either one of those lawsuits. She did, however, defame the interior designer on the internet. And we have those records because that interior designer reached out to us and said, I'm not interested in joining the lawsuit. However, this person has done this before, and I am happy to provide all of my files for you of her defaming me so that you can use it if you need to to show a pattern. We did not end up needing to use any of that information, but we did have it because this is not her first rodeo in her own words. At one point, she says she needs to stick to the paper, which is somewhat comical because she continues to go off the script. And what the defendant's attorney had written for her was merely a few sentences. But this video goes on for, I think, close to an hour where she talks about this. And once again, this is not the last video that she has ever made about this. She talks again about how people come up to her in public. And at some point, someone on the video must have commented and said, but you've said that you were being sued before. And so then she says, oh, I have. I just haven't told any of the details, but that's okay. I won't block you. And then she says, no, I'll go ahead and let people say their dumb profanity. I won't block them. As if someone bringing up the fact that she had actually said it before was somehow mean or derogatory to her, but she wasn't going to block them. She talks again about how she knows that it's H's birthday and that she knows one year ago they were at a party. And so once again, she knows exactly what she is doing and she knows the timing and its significance. She does reference her internet army who helps her screenshot everything and reads the blogs and tells her what's going on. That is exactly what she had tasked H with. So she likes to say that her employees would read this and repeat it back to her. I did not read it. She asked H to read it and to tell her every single day what it said. And so her implying that we were both reading it and telling her to protect her. I'm not saying that H maybe never said that, but H was told directly by her boss to read the blogs and to let the defendant know what was said on them. She does reference that she has a four inch binder. Later, she would go on to show how many binders she has, but none of those binders were ever turned over into evidence. Once again, she says that no one is ever mean to her. So this is also confusing. But as established, if anyone says something negative, 
she will block them, except for the one person who said, you've already told us that you were being sued. She did not block them. That was very kind. She also says the story was in November that it was one person with multiple accounts. She also frequently says that H is the one who told her all of this stuff and confirmed this. In reality, the defendant, Red Gomi, in October, decided that because one person had used the term 11 billion, that that person was me. Then she went on a rampage to see what other commenters had said and could that be attributed to me. She is the one who created the narrative that I was multiple profiles on Gomi, that I had stalked her, that I had been hate blogging about her for years. And she brought that narrative to H and interrogated her about it. She even says in some communication in the police report that she cried and pleaded and begged with H so that H would know that she was telling the truth. I don't know what happened in those interactions, but I have seen the defendant before whenever she is trying to push a false narrative. And I can only imagine what that must have been like. H never confirmed anything because there was nothing to confirm because these are all, once again, fabricated lies. Fabricated by the defendant, by herself. She decided this. She actually says in her sworn deposition with one of her lies, she just decided it was true. Never provided any evidence whatsoever of anything. At one point, she says that some of the comments on the blog don't bother her, especially about her house being trash. And then she says, because those in glass houses shall not throw stones. She is seemingly making a dig at my own home. I have not made it a secret. My husband and I live in a very simple home. It's actually a KB home. We built it in 2004. It is almost paid off. We live very simply. But she is making that reference as if my house actually is trash and those comments don't bother her because her house is not trash. I have never said that her house was trash. She is referencing people that were commenting on Gomi about their opinion of her home. So I, uh, I can't imagine... I cannot imagine uh, them, and y'all know, like, I'm very blunt, I'm very transparent, I don't let people be disrespectful, anything like that. Like, I always stick up for people, I don't care, it makes me look like a jerk, like, I don't care. You don't be rude to other women, like, it's so hard to be a chick already, you know? You can't be hateful to other people. And, and I was sad for a long time about the loss of half of that, that relationship, one of those people, because I just poured everything I had into that. And I, I just thought the other one was nuts, honestly. But then when I found out that, you know, this is par for the course, uh, and I became very enlightened on a lot of other situations. So anyways, I, um, I mean, it's just very sad. Like I just, sometimes I just think like, what's gonna happen when do we have to sit in the courtroom? Like, if we all have to go in a room and tell the truth, there's no way. Like, there I, and, and you say the next sentence should be, I'll win, but no one wins. Like, there's no win out of this. It's horrible. Like, it's horrible. It's horrible. 1,600 pages. Nine years. And I've never read it. I read it one time. October 21st. And I knew within, like, five minutes. It was disgusting. And then I was so stupid for the next like six months, actually six months, I guess, till March. I just told myself that one of the parties was just scared and didn't know what to do. And then she joined 
And I was like, you gotta be kidding me, <laughs> this is a joke, like what? And then I started getting less sad and more mad because at that point you're like, oh, hell no. No, ma'am, unacceptable behavior. I know now that they know that I'm reading it. So if things are written, I know that it's for that purpose. So it's okay. But um, oh God, just please don't ever say something bad about somebody on the internet because I promise you it can always be traced back. Don't do it. It's not even if you think you're using a VPN, if you think that website won't tell on you. Yes, they will. I promise you. Just please don't do it. And also you can never erase the things when you call my kid a or you say that my dad deserves to die or my husband's cheating on me. My husband's never cheated on me. I've never suspected he was cheating on me. That's such a lie. It's so stupid. It doesn't even hurt my feelings because y'all be serious. You think if he cheated on me, I would tell y'all that real fast. But to sue somebody for a million dollars, because why? But I'll say this, the very day after one of the people left here, I told somebody, it's like she got in, it's like she looked at my bank account and realized I wasn't lying about anything I say and she got mad about it and I didn't realize what that meant until now. But also to go to do something in hopes of gaining something you didn't earn or that somebody else earned just for the sake of that, it is disgusting, it is selfish, it is unkind and it's just gross. I would never do that. So. That is the, that is what I'm walking through now. Uh, I'm not gonna do any shows this fall because I wanna take some time off. I told myself that I was gonna enter this contest. Okay, here's the other thing too. The police, everybody asked me, how come I didn't tell you all about this sooner? Number one, I didn't know what you're supposed to say. So I, I didn't know, number one. Number two, I didn't want pity orders. I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. I am a beast, I can get over this and it is going to be such a testimony for other people. But if I, but if I don't make it through, there's no message. So I have to make it through, okay? Ugh. If I don't make it through, there is no story to tell you of triumph that you can latch on to. So in the beginning of this clip, the defendant kind of tries to implore her followers that doing something like this to a fellow woman is just so horrible, which she had built a community of women supporting women. And so this goes along with her message on face value. But in reality, I was not doing this to her. She was in fact doing this to me. You should never do this to another woman while she's tearing me down actively almost daily. She also says uh, par for the course in referencing that I had done this before. If you'll recall, the defendant did not know my business partner prior to all of this. She sought my prior business partner out and tried to involve her in all of this up to the very end. She also at one point gets emotional at the thought of having to sit with us in a room and quote, tell the truth. By this time, she had already received notice that my attorney and H's attorney were going to be taking her deposition on July the 16th. So that was seemingly a reference to that. This will become more relevant in the next episode. When she's talking about the hate blogs in this series of videos, she keeps saying nine years. Before she has said seven years, nine years, eight years, 10 years. And so the number of years always seems to change change, which is ironic because she always says the truth never changes and her story never changes. When in fact, 
it changes quite a bit depending on what day of the week it is and whatever she says on that day. She says for six months, she was scared because she didn't know what she could or couldn't say. And then when H joined the lawsuit, she got mad. And then she kind of talks about slash to H and says, you know, you were like a little sister to me and this is unacceptable behavior as if she is shaming H. She goes on a small tangent about how, please, please know that nothing you ever say on the internet is private. It doesn't matter if you have a VPN, these websites will tell on you. She's once again trying to imply that she has some sort of data and she's trying to make her followers believe that she has this data to make her story more believable. When in reality, she has nothing of the sort at all. Once again, it would be impossible for her to have any proof of any of this because she made it up. And in reality, no websites ever turned over any IP addresses. I wish that they would have. I'm not trying to expose anyone else. I simply wanted my attorneys to subpoena those websites just so that they could cross check and see that I had never done anything. Also, in the police report, there is some language from the defendant where she claims that I was using a VPN to show that some computer from China had tried to hack into one of her devices. The only VPN that I have ever used was maybe a decade ago, whenever working remotely was not commonplace, and I would have to use a secure VPN to log in to work if I was traveling at the job that I was at at that point. I am not a technical wizard. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff, nor do I have anything to hide. So what use would I have for a VPN? But she throws these words around to make her story sound more credible and that she actually has this data and this proof when in fact she doesn't. She also says that she told someone the day after I left that she thought that I looked at her bank account and that made me mad. And that's why I left. As a professional, in my career. By this time, I had managed a lot of money. I would create budgets and oversee the expenditures for a lot of money. One of the accounts that I managed in my career prior was more than $100 million. Her company was the smallest company that I had worked for. So the comment that I would have seen her finances and been upset or jealous in some way is not the case. She also says that she thinks it's disgusting that you would sue someone and try to get money that you didn't earn. As I've stated before, the entire reason that we filed a lawsuit was to get her to stop talking. I also never knew the dollar amount that was put in the lawsuit that was done by my attorney, the paralegal. I had no part in that process. My goal was never to just get money from her. I wanted her to stop and she didn't. Therefore, we proceeded with the lawsuit. She also mentions the police again and how the police and attorneys and everybody would say, why don't you want to tell your followers what's going on? And she would say, because I don't want pity orders. She had already posted about this multiple times, especially when she was trying to sell something. She would implore her followers, help me fight back. You can help me by shopping so that you can help me fight back against this evil person that's doing this to me. So she absolutely not only had talked about this before, but she had talked about it while she was trying to sell something all the time. Whatever she was selling, whether it be the box that she sells once a month, whether it be her denim, whether it be this contest that she's in, she talked about this repeatedly in order to create sympathy and implore people to support her so that they would buy from her. Anyways, so 
Just know that money does not make you happy. Money is the root of all evil and that all things done in the darkness come to light, period. They do. And I firmly believe that and I know in the long run, like I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be okay because I have a bad group of women behind me on the internet and I don't care how crazy that sounds and thankfully it's like more accepted nowadays than it used to be. Oh God. Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you because I felt like such a fraud standing up here all the time, not telling you what's going on, like not saying anything, but also to make it clear because I know just like all my other videos that this is probably being recorded. There's no part of me that will ever give up telling the truth and speaking my truth to whoever it can save, period. That's it. I don't say it to make either of you feel bad. I don't say it to make you feel sorry. I don't care if you are. That's God, I forgave you the minute I read it and knew it was you. I told everybody from the beginning, like, I forgave you because God has a lot of work to do there. Like, he needs to not worry about my heart. I just pray I am the last person that it happened to because I know I was not the first. So, in Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I'm so sorry I'm crying. I had such a good night trying on bathing suits. But I just wanted to tell you all these things because I... You know, it sucks. My dad was dying and I was dealing with all this stuff at the same time. And it's like your dad's getting all these crazy things happening and you don't know who you're like supposed to tell or not supposed to tell. And then you think like, you know, what's going on. And then some more crazy stuff happens and then it just keeps getting worse and worse. And then you never, ever in your life, which I know last night I went to dinner with two old friends and they were like, how did you not see? We told you. And I'm like, I know. But anyways, um, oh, and it's not, I, this has nothing to do with. Uh, who I love, who I love, who I love, name any employee, uh, what, who else, I can't think, it has nothing to do with any of those people, just FYI, just to be clear, so, that being said, that's what has been going on, I hate that I have to talk about this, it's not fun for me, I definitely hope that you use this as I mean, it definitely made me create some kind of boundaries, I guess. It's very hard to create boundaries. I'll be honest with you. I hate it. Uh, I still hate it now. It's very hard for me not to treat my employees like they're my best friends. But I guess like when it's your livelihood at stake, I kind of understand that a little better. I don't know. I'm just different than some people, I guess. But I hope that of all this, you learn that number one, money does not make you happy. Number two, you have to stick up for yourself, even if it literally breaks your heart. Hollows <laughs> you out. We will not lay down and take it. We will not take the easy way out. We will fight for what we love, whether it's the truth or anything else. Anyways, that's all I have to say. I don't want to talk about it. Actually, I would love to talk about it to tell you the truth, but I can't talk about it because honestly, I guess I really could. I just don't feel like dealing with another freaking letter. <laughs> and I'm going to get one now for sure. So send it. I'm going to explain it to your people. Gross. Anyways, um... There's no real vindication in this at the end of the day, you know? You just got to pick up the pieces and mosey on. There are definitely days where I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, why? But also, it is not my problem to solve. I have other problems. I had to teach my business to brand new people. I had to clean up a lot of mess. I had to rebuild fans that disappeared. I had to do a lot of things while I had to pay for that insurance while I was trying to finish all my house stuff 
while I was struggling in my relationship, while my kid is going through stuff at school, all those things. But you know what? I'm still here and I'm still happy. And I may have a red nose and lashes hanging half off my face, but I am telling the truth and that makes me feel so good inside. And I hope and I pray that if anything you learn from all this, it is that people are still good. They really are. And one bad egg or two doesn't spoil a bunch. But that when those flags go off, even if they, I wrote last night, I said they were cupcake flags. And I think I needed like banners, you know? I love my people. And if you're not my people, I love you too. I just can't be friends with you. And you can't come over. So at the end of the day, you got to keep those friggin' diamonds like that. You keep those diamonds close. They ain't, diamonds ain't crystals. Remember that. Diamonds are diamonds. But I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. And I'm so sorry I had to cry. And I'm praying my lashes are not falling off. But just know, over the next couple months, it's going to be hard for me. And there are some days where I'm just going to be struggling. But I don't have a choice. I have to keep going. I wish that I could just go to sleep and take a couple of days off. But I can't do that. Um, I have to keep working. Because, as you know, we were previously a one-income house. So... Just letting you know what's going on so we can um, all be on the same page. I appreciate all of y'all like 50 million times more than what you know. When I say like it all goes down in my DMs, I'm not joking. Like I just love so much my internet people. If I could have like one, okay, maybe like five wishes, but one wish it would probably be to literally like be in a room with all of you people. Like I would just anti-corona hug everybody. Like it would be just such a dream. So many people. So I appreciate you, I promise. So if your husband is like, why are you always listening to that crazy girl on the internet or your boyfriend or your mom or your dad or your brother or who else, just tell her that is my friend. Because I 100% believe that you can be friends with people you don't know. Because look how good of friends you can be with people that you do know and you don't know them the whole time. So I appreciate it, I love y'all. And I need to get off here so I can stop crying. In these clips, the defendant says something that she says quite frequently, that all that is done in darkness will come to light. She says that as if I had done something or H had done something in the dark and that it's all going to come out and, you know, the truth and all of this sort of stuff. When once again, in reality, none of that is true. And the truth actually did come out, just not the version that she tried to sell people. In reality, on August 24th of 2022, 12 jurors unanimously decided the truth. The truth is that she lied and she lied about it all. She fabricated the entire narrative and to this day refuses to admit that she lied despite the truth actually coming to light. She also says that she felt like a fraud not telling anybody what was going on, which once again, she has done this over and over. She has told the story so many times, almost every single day there is a reference to this drama and this nonsense that she created. She did not say my name. She did not say H's name in this video, but she said every employee that she's not talking about, she wants people to know. And actually in the comments, someone commented and says, I know exactly who the idiots are and they should be ashamed of themselves, but they will meet their maker one day. She talks about how she has to keep fighting back and sticking up for herself and how she is not going to take it laying down. I'm not really sure what she means here. When you are served with a lawsuit, you have to defend yourself. If not, the other party can get a summary judgment against you. So she wasn't making a conscious decision really to fight back. That's part of the legal process. 
She also, once again, references and makes fun of the retraction letters and says that she knows she's going to get a letter about this and says, send it. She also references her narrative that she lost some of her fans or followers, which again, she says that her employees had logged in and manually removed her followers. She also said that Instagram told her that that's what happened. None of that is true. Nobody manually removed her followers. And she also never talked with anyone at Instagram about that. And nothing from Instagram was ever turned over that said, yes, this is what happened. These people logged into this account and removed these followers. It's all a complete fabrication. But she says those things because it makes her sound more credible to her followers. So towards the end of this video, she makes this statement, diamonds ain't crystals. And she's talking about staying loyal to certain people. And then she's definitely referencing myself. One of the defendant's friends and prior employees has a name similar to a gemstone. So when she says diamonds ain't crystals, that's directly what she is referencing, that I am this horrible person. And the other friend that she's referencing is a really good friend and is in no way anything like me. There are a few comments that I wanted to point out that were made on this live video by some of the defendant's followers. One of them says, OMG, I am just watching this. I've been through all this with you over the years. Those people are psycho, but that doesn't help you're grieving the relationship. I know I'm so sorry, but no doubt we are all here for you and whatever you need to tell us. We are here to support like they are lifetime movie psycho, but I'm so sorry for your loss because it's truly a loss. I had something similar, obviously not to this degree, but it did require an investigation at our job and false accusations that could have cost our job. But the truth came out and they looked dumb, real dumb. So I have no doubt that that will be the case for you. Hang in there. Profanity them, both of them. I almost used initials, but I didn't want you to get in trouble, but I haven't forgotten their names or the crap I read they said on Reddit or the trips, parties, all the things. Ungrateful little psycho witches. So once again, the defendant didn't say our names, but her followers knew exactly what she was talking about. Another follower, this is one who always likes to call me a serial extortionist. This follower is the one who wrote the post about the fallen angel and the malignant devil. She says, serial extortionists do their thing as long as they get away with it. They are greedy bullies who hope to wear you out and make you give them money to get them to go away. They did it before and it worked. They thought it would work again with you. They underestimated your determination. It's going to backfire on them this time, mainly because of their documented history of pulling this crap on others. Serial extortionists, shame on them. Another follower commented, and this follower is actually a person who I have known for years and years, and I actually brought them to the defendant's circle and they became a customer. And this person says, diamonds ain't crystals. That's a good one. I went to school with her. She is a real piece of work. I am so sorry this is happening to you. I'm praying for you. I am actually a real piece of work, but not in the way that this person is suggesting. There are so many parts of this video that are unbelievable. Obviously, the false narrative, the lies, the performance, the crying, all of that sort of stuff is, is a little mind-blowing. But the thing that just sticks out the most is that she sold this video as she was making this huge announcement that nobody knew that she had never talked about before. And she said nothing new. Everything that she said, she has said before in prior videos, in prior Facebook posts. Every time she would try to sell something, she would talk about this. So not only is it unbelievable to me that the defendant would make these claims and say, I have this huge announcement and maybe even believe that in her own brain, but what continues to floor me is the blind following of her followers who have witnessed all of this and still seemingly believe her.
The blind following is cult-like. These people are just believing whatever she says, despite evidence that they have seen to the contrary. They are sitting there listening to her tell them something that she has told them before, and they are going along with it. Only one person seemed to comment and say, no, you've told us you were being sued before. The rest of them are just going along with it and supporting her. That to me is what is dangerous about social media and how influencers can grow a following and then people just believe whatever they say without verification, without fact-checking it for themselves. And that is how so many online profiles have the potential to weaponize their social media against any cause that they decide without proof, without verification, just creating and perpetuating a false narrative. And in my case, for years, and seemingly this will go on in perpetuity. Next time on False and Defamatory. My attorney says I can say anything I want, anytime I want, but... We do not agree. Your client is still continuing her slander campaign unabated. But getting her deposed was a crucial step that needed to happen. On June the 24th of 2021, the defendant's attorney filed a motion for protective order or motion to quash. This motion was to protect the defendant from having to give her deposition on July the 16th. And man, if you cannot run with the big dogs, you better keep your ass on the porch, right? I mean, there's just not a lot of people who, you know, get stalked by someone on the internet and then they go hire them to work for them. I really wish we could all just sit in a room and I could just say, why did y'all do this? But I'm not worried about anything on my, on my side of things because I'm telling the truth. That's why I don't shut up. If I was lying, I would stop talking a long time ago, especially when you get involved in like big old lawsuits. But I'm not lying, so I'm, I don't shut up because I'm telling the truth, so I don't care. There's nothing to lose when you're not lying. In defendant's declaration, she stated that she is not trying to avoid her deposition, but then complains in a live video on June 23rd, 2021, that she does not want to sit across from plaintiffs during this deposition. You can Google that and see what backlash it has caused. Again, this is her declaration to the judge. She just told the judge to Google the vaccine guidelines for minors for cruises. I make a living by sharing my life on the internet. This whole case has made me have to second guess every single thing I say and do. I am very exhausted at this point in reviewing all of this footage again. This was my life for now it's over two years. She has continued to post defamatory statements about plaintiffs even after multiple attempts for retraction have been sent by both plaintiffs. Therefore, defendants' depositions should be taken on July 16, 2021, rather than having them moved to a later date and having plaintiffs subjected to additional defamatory comments. The judge could not understand what the issue was. It's just a deposition, just reschedule it. So she got a win. This was a big win for her. Don't even book it because she doesn't care what the judge says, she's not coming. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could actually 
accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.